Welcome to the GW Medical Faculty Associates podcast. I'm Melanie Cole, and today's topic is the management of glomerulonephritis, and my guest is Dr. Scott Cohen. He's a physician in the Division of Kidney Disease and Hypertension at the GW Medical Faculty Associates and an Associate Professor of Medicine at the George Washington University School of Medicine and Health Sciences. Dr. Cohen, before we begin, I'd like you to give us a little bit of a physiology lesson about the kidneys. What are their functions? What do they do? So the kidneys uh, filter waste products. Um, they're the um, main way to uh, eliminate uh, waste in the blood. And um, so the kidney will filter the blood and remove the, the toxins. Tell us about the current state of kidney disease today. What's the prevalence of people that have kidney disease, and why do so many people not realize that they have it until it shows symptoms? Yeah, so there's um, over 20 million Americans with uh, some form of uh, chronic kidney disease. Uh, it's uh, you know quite prevalent, and uh, and unfortunately, it uh, can be a silent uh, condition without uh, regular um, uh, blood testing or testing of the urine. Many patients don't know that they even have kidney disease. Then tell us, what is glomerulonephritis? So that's an inflammation of the filters of the kidney. So each kidney is made up of a million filtering units uh, called nephrons. And the uh, glomeruli sit at the beginning of those filtering units, at the beginning of those nephrons, and um, they get inflamed um, by different uh, disease states. And then that causes um, the, the nephritis. Is this a condition that's most often acute or is it chronic? Um, it, it can be acute and it could evolve into chronic forms of uh, glomerulonephritis, ultimately leading to pro uh, progressive chronic kidney disease. Um, so, you know, close monitoring is, is definitely uh, indicated. And as you tell us some of the complications that could be associated with it, what is it that somebody would notice? Common symptoms or signs that they would even have anything going on with their kidneys? Yeah, so uh, symptoms uh, could range from uh, swelling. Uh, that could be, you know, in the ankles. Uh, sometimes it gets worse in the ankles at the end of the day because of gravity. Uh, sometimes patients have swelling around their eyes when they first get up in the morning, what we call periorbital uh, swelling. Um, it could also uh, manifest with uh, foamy urine, so bubbles uh, in the urine, which can be a manifestation of, of protein in the urine. Um, otherwise, it could be very nonspecific. Some patients just feel flu-like symptoms, fatigue. Um, they can have shortness of breath, uh, nausea, um, and you wouldn't necessarily think it was the kidney until you actually did the blood work or urine testing. That's why this is a silent condition many times. If someone isn't recognizing some of these symptoms, if it's an acute case, what are some of the complications? What could happen to someone if they don't get treated? Yeah, so uh, potentially if patients go untreated, they can uh, ultimately uh, lead to uh, loss of kidney function and kidney failure and require a uh, need for dialysis or kidney transplantation if they're eligible. How do you diagnose it? And And does someone notice some of these symptoms? You mentioned the puffiness around the eyes or swelling in the legs. And do they go to the emergency room or would they go to a doctor first? Yeah, so uh, you wouldn't necessarily need to go to the emergency room uh, first unless you were having, um, you know, severe symptoms. Um, but uh, definitely, you know, if if you were having swelling that's unexplained by some other cause, getting checked out by your doctor first and getting a blood test and, and urine testing done uh, would would be the uh, best screening test for uh, for kidney disease. 
Then tell us about treatments, Dr. Cohen, first-line treatment. And while you're discussing that, tell us where dietary modifications fit into this picture. Sure. So treatment uh, depends on the cause of the glomerulonephritis, and many times that would require a kidney biopsy where we take a small uh, sample of kidney tissue and uh, send it to the pathologist to be analyzed under the microscope to determine what is causing the inflammation in the kidney filters or the glomerulonephritis. And then depending on the cause, some patients may require immune-suppressing medication to control the inflammation in the in the kidney. That immune medication may involve things like uh, corticosteroids, prednisone, um, so certain medications that are used to treat um, other autoimmune diseases also may be used to treat uh, glomerulonephritis. Um, so that is uh, the treatment in terms of medication. There is a very essential role for uh, lifestyle modification, dietary therapy as well for all patients with kidney disease. We encourage patients to follow a low-sodium diet and encourage patients to follow more of a plant-based diet, a vegetarian-style diet as well. As people in this country, Dr. Cohen, have so many comorbid conditions such as diabetes and high blood pressure, our kidneys kind of take some of the brunt of these diseases. Speak about the comorbid conditions and how that might put us at risk for a kidney issue. Yeah, so uh, definitely the number one cause for uh, chronic kidney disease in this country is, is diabetes uh, followed by hypertension. And the third most common cause of chronic kidney disease is glomerular diseases and things like glomerulonephritis. Um, so uh, recognizing these uh, disease states and, and um, how to screen for them and then how to treat is, is, uh, is an essential role for the nephrologist. When people hear kidney issues, Dr. Cohen, right away, they think of dialysis. So in an acute situation, do the treatments that you've mentioned take care of the problem and then it goes away, or does it necessarily follow that it becomes chronic and has to be watched for life? Yeah, so when patients uh, present to us uh, with uh, glomerulonephritis, glomerular diseases, that doesn't necessarily mean dialysis. In many circumstances, we can control the glomerular disease and even improve the kidney function with therapy to prevent uh, the, the dialysis. Uh, different types of kidney disease have different prognosis, obviously. It depends on the type of kidney disease. If we see a lot of inflammation in the kidney, we can many times reverse that and reverse the acute glomerulonephritis with uh, with treatment uh, such as uh, corticosteroids or other immune-suppressing uh, medications. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean dialysis, particularly for the particular uh, disease we're talking about this afternoon. Can even kids come down with glomerulonephritis? Absolutely. Um, uh, this is a condition called nephrotic syndrome uh, that can present in, in kids uh, with uh, swelling around the eyes and uh, severe swelling at the end of the day and uh, foam or bubbles in the urine. Um, and that's something that uh, can be seen in children as well. Yeah. So, uh, how would a parent know? I mean, anything that we that happens with our kids is certainly scary. But, I mean, a kid isn't going to necessarily say, I've got, you know, foamy pee or any of those kinds of things, what would signal a parent to say, wow, you know, this is not normal? 
Yeah, so if they if their parent notices swelling, um, you know, around the eyes in the morning or in the lower extremities at the end of the day, or uh, foam in the urine or a change in color of the urine, if the urine turns more of a brownish color, that could also indicate some uh, blood coming from the uh, kidney uh, tissue itself, coming from uh, the glomerulus, so it could indicate also glomerular inflammation and glomerulonephritis. So these are all um, symptoms that uh, may indicate that there's an issue that needs to be uh, checked out by the uh, primary care doctor first, followed by the nephrologist if necessary. If kids don't have diabetes or high blood pressure, what would put them at risk for this as an acute condition? Really, do we know what causes it? So sometimes it's a disorder of the immune system that triggers the glomerulonephritis. Sometimes it's an infection that triggers the uh, glomerulonephritis. Um, Sometimes we don't know the exact cause. On occasion, a medication causes the symptoms and can trigger the inflammation in the kidney. Wow, that's so interesting. Doctor, as you will wrap it up for us, please tell us what you'd like us to know about glomerulonephritis and kidney disease in general, and and as your best advice as a nephrologist, how you would like people to think about their kidneys and protecting them and those lifestyle modifications again. Yeah, so glomerulonephritis uh, should be, uh, it's important to recognize, is the third most common cause of chronic kidney disease, right behind diabetes and hypertension. And yet, because it's more rare, uh, you know, it's not as recognized and requires a kidney biopsy in most circumstances to make that diagnosis of glomerulonephritis. Uh, it really does require a close consultation with a nephrologist to develop the treatment plan, which in many uh, circumstances involves using medications to suppress the immune system and control the uh, inflammation um, in the kidney tissue. And recognizing the symptoms of glomerulonephritis is important, as we talked about, like the swelling um, and and uh, the uh, foam in the urine, uh, change in the color of the urine uh, to a brownish color. Um, these are all uh, potential signs of, uh, of, the, uh, of the inflammation in the kidney. The diet is very, very important, as we talked about. The low-sodium diet and doing more of a plant-based uh, style diet are all uh, critical factors as well. They certainly are. Thank you so much, Dr. Cohen, for joining us today and giving us such great education and information about something that people may not know much about and the great information about kidney disease in general. Thank you again. You're listening to GW Medical Faculty Associates podcast. For more information, please visit gwdocs.com. That's gwdocs.com. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.